Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Happy Mother's Day this weekend to all of the moms. Today, our host, Pastor Larry Spargimino, has a special message for all of the moms. But first, we continue our look at the Russian invasion of Ukraine in Bible prophecy with our guest, author, and teacher, Dr. Rob Linstead. Today's headlines scream out that Jesus is returning soon. And joining me again today to discuss today's headlines in Bible prophecy is Dr. Robert Linstead. Dr. Linstead is the executive director of the Sunrise Christian Academy in Wichita, Kansas. He's also a well-known Bible scholar, prophecy expert, author, and longtime friend of this ministry. I love this new DVD, The Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy, and you have a segment on this DVD titled, 10 Items Making News That Show Bible Prophecy Is Being Fulfilled. And for the next few minutes or so, I'd like to go through that list and let you elaborate on each one. The first item making news that shows Bible prophecy is being fulfilled is inflation. Now, how is inflation showing that Bible prophecy is being fulfilled? One of the things that's mentioned in the Bible in Revelation chapter 6 talks about how that there would be a day when there would be food that would be scarce. But then it also throws in a very interesting thing, and it says that it takes a bag of gold to buy a piece of bread. Now, think about the premium that we put on gold. And so here's something that's so incredible, that the gold that you have, all you do is buy a slice of bread. One slice of bread is not going to feed a family. Mm-hmm. And so it shows that inflation is really rampant. And so I believe that that's one aspect of it. But it goes beyond that. If you go to Revelation chapter 19, here are luxury items. And these luxury items, it mentions them, and there's several verses worth of them. And all of a sudden, there's no market for them. Why? Because they become so expensive that no one has the money to even buy them. And so that means that money's going to become worthless. In other words, we're going to see inflation come it's just going to be out of control inflation because these wealthy men, all of a sudden, they go flat broke because no one is able to buy their goods. Next on the list is food. How is food showing that Bible prophecy is being fulfilled? The Bible makes mention of food in the last days in several ways. Again, if we go to the verse in Matthew chapter 24, the beginning of sorrows, and one of the very first signs is that there's famines. Now, There's been famines in the world for ages. Matter of fact, some people have said as much as one-fifth of the world is either in famine and starvation or malnutrition. It's not because we don't have enough land to grow the food. It's not because we don't have enough farmers that can produce the food. But as crazy it may sound, sometimes government take food surplus and they throw it in the sea or they plow it back into the earth, or they burn it. It's crazy, isn't it? That's insane. It's just unbelievable. And I know farmers that produce milk, and and they actually had to take the milk and pour it out on the ground when there's plenty of people that would love to have that gallon of milk. And so it's interesting because not only does it mention in Matthew 24 in terms of famine is one of the things at the beginning of the tribulation, but when you go to Revelation chapter 6, one of the pronounced signs, it's a horse that comes, he's a black horse, and Revelation 6, 5, and 6, and this black horse comes, and he's got a balance in his hand, 
and the four living creatures say, a measure of wheat for a denarius, three measures of barley for a denarius, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. In other words, this has become an important commodity. Now, think about what's taking place in Russia and Ukraine. Many people are estimating that the world may lose 40% of its wheat and barley crop because the loss of these two crops in Russia and Ukraine, because these are world production places where the food's going to dry up. The second thing is we get a lot of our fertilizers from Russia. We've got sanctions on Russia. The fertilizer is not here. Talk to any farmer today, ask him, what about fertilization? And they're going to say, you know what? We know our crop is going to be down. Some people estimate maybe 10% down. Some people say as much as 20 or 25% down. So we're looking at 40% less wheat and barley coming out of Ukraine and Russia. We're looking at maybe 5 to 20% less wheat production here in the United States. Those are the major food-producing areas of the world. Our farmland is valuable. I know it doesn't look very exciting to live in Kansas, but wow, every time you eat a sandwich or have a slice of bread, you say, I'm really glad for the farmers. And so it looks like this famine. We're watching this thing take place before our very eyes for both the war reason and as well as for in terms of the sanctions. The third item making news that shows Bible prophecy is being fulfilled is digital money. Would you elaborate on that, Dr. Lindstedt? form. And I got to admit, I was shocked. I see a lot of newscasts. I like to study the Bible and watch what's taking place in the news. And in this form, it talked about the fact that here's something that's going to be necessary, and that's digitalization of the money system. Because they said, only that way can we control what people buy and who they buy it from. Now, I didn't think they would just come out and admit it. But they said, you know what, if here's a person or a business or a company that's not favorable, let's say they don't obey the green laws, or let's say not willing to comply to the COVID regulations, or maybe they're not willing to pay certain kind of environmental taxes, or maybe they're just too far right-wing. They want to be able to stop the purchase that a person would make. It could be something like a table. You'd say, well, a table, I mean, how innocent can that be? But they only want you to buy that table if you're buying it from a company that they want you to buy it from. And so then you go to Revelation chapter 13, and we see that when the Antichrist comes, he demands this mark. We call it the mark of the beast. And when he does, he now controls what you buy and who you buy it from. And so this whole business of AI, artificial intelligence, is playing right into the end time. It's exactly what the Bible said in Revelation chapter 13. Let me take it a step further. There's no one in the world that's more up on AI than Elon Musk. I mean, this man is an expert. He's a promoter of it. And yet, eight or nine years ago, I have a quote where he said that AI is summoning a demon. He saw the downside of AI. Now, he's used it for transportation. He's used it for launching things to Mars. He's used it in so many ways, including implanting chips in a person's head and trying to recover sight and trying to recover walking. I mean, this guy has used it in some incredible ways. He said it was summoning a demon. Just in the last month, Elon Musk went a step further. He said this. 
He said that AI is more dangerous than a nuclear warhead. I was just taken back by this. How could that be? And here's what he said. He went on a little 15, 20 second clip because he said, with AI, if that gets into the hands of the wrong government or into the hands of the wrong person, our work would be completely shut down. Our homes would be shut down. Our transportation would be shut down. Our health would be shut down. Our jobs would be shut down. Our food production would shut down. Everything would close. He said, the control of AI is more important than the control of nuclear weapons. That's quite a statement. If that doesn't tell you how close we are to the end time, that's by a person who uses and pushes forward the use of AI, and he sees the threat that it is and how that is fulfilling exactly what the Bible says. I'm speaking today with Dr. Rob Linstead about his timely new teaching DVD, The Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy. We're talking about 10 items making news that show Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. Item number four is health. Dr. Linstead, how does health play into Bible prophecy? Well, when we look at the Bible, and it talks about the fact that somehow or another people are going to surrender their control to a government, whether it's a new world order or whether it's an antichrist, there's no topic more sensitive than health. We watch that firsthand. How do they control us? Well, they said, okay, if we don't wear a mask, we're going to get this virus. And if we don't wash our hands a certain way, and if we don't take our kids out of school, and if we don't stop traveling, we're all going to get this virus. And so health is one of those things that causes incredible fear. And we're so afraid. We're afraid why? Because you could be a healthy person, and you could still get covid and if you got COVID, it looked like you were about to die. Now we found out later that, okay, not everybody does get COVID. And we found out later that everyone who gets COVID dies. I'm not saying that it wasn't a real disease. It absolutely was real. But the fact that there are people who control that virus and there are people that played with that virus and the fact that they have planned not just COVID, not just the Delta variation, but now the Omicron variation and other variations, it says this, they know that by saying your health depends on you obeying our rules, they know that they can control us. So I see that health is one of the ways by which they introduce fear to us, and we are willing to do almost anything and everything they ask us to. We surrender our rights because we're afraid that they have the health card as the trump card. Peace in Jerusalem is the next item on your list, making news that shows Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. Tell me about peace in Jerusalem. To me, it's incredible because the Bible says in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, that when this Antichrist comes to power, that he makes a treaty with those of Israel. I personally think that it might be a treaty that would allow Israel to go back up on the Temple Mount and begin to do religious services. Right yes. now, they don't. They can't. But the Bible says when this Antichrist comes, he will be so influential, he'll be so charismatic, that he will get Israel to set down their weapons. In exchange, he'll give Israel some freedoms. And like I say, it could well be sacrificing on the Temple Mount. So here we are with peace treaties. And lo and behold, the peace treaty involves Israel. Now, isn't it interesting that there is a number of nations that have trouble with Israel? We're talking the Islamic countries primarily. We're talking Hamas. We're talking those terrorist factions that are there. And we're even talking Russia. Russia has said they believe that they should be a peace broker between Israel 
in some of the Islamic terrorist organizations. Can you imagine Russia doing that? And now, just lately, with Russia and Ukraine, of all things, the Israeli Prime Minister, Mr. Bennett, proposed having a peace treaty involving Russia and having it in Jerusalem. Yes. Jerusalem, even by its name, Shalom, it's built for peace. And so here's what the leader said. Jerusalem is the perfect place to try to negotiate world peace. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said the Antichrist will offer this peace treaty, and it will be right there with the people of Jerusalem, with the people of Israel. So we're watching this take place. I don't know who the Antichrist is. The Bible says he's not going to be revealed until after the church is gone. But you cannot but wonder if he's sitting around the table right now trying to bring about peace, and it will be a false peace. Item number six making news that shows Bible prophecy is being fulfilled is Russian aggression. The majority of this DVD is about the Russian invasion of Ukraine and Russian aggression. How is Russian aggression a sign of the end times? Well, the Bible mentions this, that when Russia comes against Israel, they're going to think an evil thought. In other words, they will be part of the peace treaty because it says that Israel goes to unwalled villages. They set down their weapons. And now, all of a sudden, Russia comes against them. And when they do, the Bible says there will be a graveyard. It's interesting because in Ezekiel 39, it says that this huge army of Russia and hordes, other nations with him that Russia tries to line up, when they come against Israel, that five-sixths of them will perish. Many people say it will be at least five million people that will die in one battle. I mean, this is unbelievable. It says that the blood will be up to the bridle of horses. And it even gives a place, the Valley of Megiddo. Some years ago, doing a calculation with those who were interested in future wars, we took just the countries that it mentions. We took the size of their armies, how much blood is in a person. The blood could be 16 feet deep. Wow. The Bible said it would be to the bridle of the horse. So I think it will be a graveyard. And in that time, only one-sixth of it will survive. You see, Russia right now is doing bloody aggression. They're mass-murdering people. You know what? Here's what the Bible says, Galatians chapter 6, that whatever man sows, that's what he's going to reap. And God is going to put this right back on Russia and how Russia is treating the rest of the world, the Ukrainian people, the Israeli people. God is going to bring it back. And a huge part of that army, five-sixths, will perish in one battle. The birds, the Bible says, in Revelation 19, Ezekiel 39, verse 4, it says the birds will come and they'll pick clean the bones, the carcasses of the great kings and captains that are swimming in the blood there in Megiddo Valley. Dr. Linstead, you list oil and gas prices as item number seven making news that shows Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. How about oil and gas prices? We're watching those things soar out of sight. And here's Israel. I personally think that there's some oil there as well, but for sure we know that there's a huge natural gas pool there. And that natural gas now is being tapped in, and Israel's finding incredible markets in Europe for it. Matter of fact, Russia would love to have it. And who wouldn't love to have it? And around Israel, there are nations who some are oil-rich and some are not. Jordan, for example, they need natural gas. They need liquid petroleum. And so whoever has oil and gas, they really have a bright future in terms of their own country. What makes a country's economy run is energy. Look at our country. Right now, we're paying, what, 100 to $120 a barrel. It's going up every day. 
somebody said that if we would take our own oil out of the ground, it could be 20 to $25 a barrel. That means that gas could be a dollar. It means that companies would have plenty of energy and the cost of goods would be way lower. It means that we could transport goods anywhere in our country and the cost coming to the consumer would be way less. What a difference that would make. And so by watching oil and gas prices soar, it again says this, that those who have the oil and gas, they're going to have a trump card to play. And we're watching that become a very important factor in the world's economy and how the new world order will be set up. The number eight item making news that shows Bible prophecy is being fulfilled is the new world order. Number nine is Israel. Number 10 is the deceit, control, and power that we see going on in the world right now. Dr. Lynn said it's a great DVD, but before we go, I want to ask you one final question. Is the world's situation hopeless? The reason it's not hopeless is because Jesus Christ offers hope. He's the blessed hope, and salvation is found in Jesus Christ. I believe that all this is taking place so that there might be people who say, you know what, naturally speaking, man has no solution. But thank God there is a solution, and that solution is Christ died on the cross for my sins, shed his blood for the sins of the world. And anyone who says, I confess my sins, I turn from my sins, acknowledges that Christ died, shed his blood, and rose again, they can have the hope of an eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. Dr. Lynn said, I really appreciate your ministry, and I know that you have more great teachings, and I hope you'll come back on The Watchman on the Wall to share with us again soon. Thanks for being on the program today with me. Glad to be with you. Get the complete two-day conversation with Dr. Rob Lindstedt on CD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Where is Russia in the Bible? Who will join Russia's prophesied alliance? When will the Russian alliance invade Israel? How will Israel survive the Russian invasion? And what does the Russian prophecy mean for you and me today? Find out the answers to these questions in the brand new DVD, The Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy by Rob Lindstead. This DVD features over three and a half hours of in-depth teaching and analysis. Order The Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy DVD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can always order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. As we look to Mother's Day this weekend, Pastor Larry Spargimino is here to remind us of the importance of godly mothers. We live in a very unique time. We are living in a time when there are massive societal and cultural upheavals. The departure from biblical norms has been very dramatic. Never before has the importance of godly mothers been so critical to the maintenance of a civilized society. As we come to Mother's Day 2022, I want to speak of the importance of godly mothers. In the biblical worldview, motherhood is important not only for the purpose of bearing children, but for the purpose of teaching and training them. 
Proverbs 1 verse 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. The first adult and infant meets is the child's mother. The mother continues to spend more time with the child than any other person for the first several years of life. This is certainly evident in 1 Timothy 1.5. Writing to Timothy, the Apostle Paul says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. In 1 Timothy 4.12 we read, Let no man despise thy youth. Timothy was a young man, but he had a good upbringing. He had a godly grandmother and also a godly mother. Not only was Timothy's youthfulness an issue, but there was something else. His father was a Greek. Paul wanted to take Timothy with him. However, Acts 16.3 says, And he took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. Yet Paul saw in Timothy a love for God, a man of character and integrity. His godly mother and grandmother had a lot to do with this young man. Today, a mother's work has become more complex and I believe more essential than ever before. For example, dealing with the complex issues that are raised by transgenderism and gender dysphoria is one of the issues that mothers are facing. It is highly likely that your daughter will raise a lot of questions and bring those questions to mom for comment and guidance. Mothers who are grounded in the Word of God know two things. First of all, a man cannot become a woman, and a woman cannot become a man. The use of preferred pronouns, puberty blockers, sex reassignment surgeries, and demands to use restrooms of a perceived gender do not really change anything. A person may be mutilated and totally confused, but they are still the same gender as when they were born. It's a genetic issue. A man cannot become a woman. Genes don't change. A man might become a feminized man, but that still does not make him anything other than a man. Furthermore, transgenderism raises the issue of identity. If being a man or woman is simply determined by how a person feels about it, then that means there is nothing objectively true about maleness or femaleness. It's just a matter of opinion. It's allegedly a choice I have to make. Today, some parents are refusing to name their children at birth. Picking a name and a gender they believe is a decision a child has to make. They don't want to name a boy baby William when that baby may later say he wants to go by the name of Geraldine. Godly mothers realize that the Bible provides a coherent and logical framework for understanding the transgender revolution. A Christian worldview, informed by the Bible, can fully explain why people experience feelings of gender dysphoria. The Bible acknowledges that creation has been disrupted and is not the way it once was nor how it will eventually be. No part of our existence in the universe has been left undisturbed by the radical effects of sin. This means that the brokenness of creation reaches into every corner of our lives, even our minds, our hearts, and our emotions. Hence, in a created but now broken world, we understand that not all identities or feelings are to be accepted or promoted because we are all being led by a mixture of good and broken desires. The Bible story of creation, fall, and redemption tells us that we should not be surprised that people experience desires that will not bring about the wholeness they are seeking. 
Mothers are in a unique position to effectively communicate these biblical truths to their sons and their daughters. Many mothers are beginning to realize the importance of their calling and are preparing themselves mentally, spiritually, and academically to deal with these very, very important issues. Peer pressure is also being felt by children at younger and younger ages. Girls are being sexualized at younger ages. Children now are able to resort to many unwholesome platforms on the Internet to seek guidance and moral validation rather than communicating with their actual parents. This is why it is important for both mothers and fathers to step up and rekindle communication with their children. While adults are susceptible to peer pressure, children are more vulnerable because they are young, naive, and inexperienced, making them more susceptible to negative peer pressure. They deal with countless negative influences from friends in school, other children, and sadly, sometimes even from members in their own home and family. The Internet has only made it worse. At the present time, a child's scope of influence has broadened beyond the confines of their home, school, and immediate environment. Children can now be influenced negatively by strangers from another part of the world right under the noses of their parents without their parents even knowing about it. The worst part of this is that parents can be ignorant of the extent of the bad influence on their kids until something horrific occurs. Many children today have become lost souls and socially and emotionally damaged because their parents were unaware of the negative influences building in their child's life behind the scenes. Since mothers spend a great deal of time with their children, they are more positioned to notice sudden changes in behavior, clothing, and friends. Many children give in to peer pressure because they want validation from society. They want to be the coolest kid in town and impress a colleague or a crush. The mindset most teenagers adopt when doing silly stuff is that everyone is doing it. They insist that they have to do this to not be tagged the loser among their friends. Once again, mothers are key in protecting their kids from the dangers of peer pressure. Mothers have an emphatic and empathetic way of knowing things about their kids that others don't. Yes, dads are important, but sometimes they miss even the most blatant signals that something is wrong. So we certainly need to pray for our mothers. They are an important part of the picture in raising kids. They can ask open-ended questions to show that they truly care. They can get to know their child's friends. They can get to know their friend's background, moral values, and way of thinking. I want to challenge all of our listeners to be faithful and consistent in praying for families and for mothers. Now, I'm not saying forget about dads, not at all. But I think the natural tendency is to forget about mothers. Please don't. Our featured resource today is the DVD entitled The Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy by Rob Linstead. Order your copy today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can always order online swrc.com. That's swrc.com. All of us at Watchmen on the Wall hope moms have a wonderful Mother's Day. And make plans to be back with us Monday as we once again, through Christ, 
bring clarity to the chaos. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.